Oh, yeah. In fact, there's a recording of me saying, I have lost faith in Matthew Stafford. And they play it all the time. <laughs> Hello there and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of What Did I Miss? Joining us today, first of all, my friend, uh, radio host extraordinaire, a pop culture guru, got his own podcast all about that world. But more importantly, and for today's purposes specifically, he is part of the Ramley. The Ramley, exactly. Steve Mason, everybody! Hey! <laughs> wow, I'm excited to be on the show, especially this week with the Rams going. I literally was like, who do I... Never mind, I know exactly who I... It's like, <laughs> it's like I know exactly who I want to talk Rams with, because when I... I literally, when... I mean, I've been out of LA now a couple years, it feels like, or 1,200, and yep. I still hear you on the radio going, the Ramley, and I love the it. The Ramley, yeah. I love it. I mean, I, you know, I got in on the ground floor of this, so... When they first moved back, they were at the Coliseum, and I bought season tickets. Uh, then we went to the new stadium, which is crazy, and I bought personal seat licenses, which cost me, I mean, <laughs> an unbelievable. And now I bought Super Bowl tickets. And you it's, did. I mean, I'm investing not just my emotion, but my money in this thing. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. I don't, you don't have to say specifically, Yep. but the Super Bowl tickets, uh, more or less than a slightly used vehicle. A decent one. Uh, well, how many did you buy? Two? Two. <sighs> okay, got it. No, I got them at face. Oh, you because did? Because I, I won a lottery, so I didn't have to go on oh. StubHub or any of those guys to get What do they it. want so, face? That's the normal. The 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 face was $5,500 from the thing. Oh, my. Yeah, That's face? That's face. That was face. Look, yeah. man, I get it. And, by the way, you shouldn't feel weird like you have to not tell us because... You got face. Imagine the people all around you that didn't uh, get that opportunity, what they will have paid. Well, I mean, the average ticket price for this thing is over $12,000 right now. It's, it's for the, one For seat. standing room only, it's $4,500. That is, okay. You know what? Let's just ju dive right in because that is, I think, one of, I'm going to say it's a, a misconception about going to a Super Bowl. Um because a lot of it will be corporate, but then you still hear these astronomical ticket prices and you think, yeah. well, who else would be willing to pay? It gotta be some super fans. There's gotta be Bengals fans who are like, you know, this could be once in a lifetime. What, what are you expecting? Is it gonna be more people that wear ties or people that actually care about the game? I mean, I think they allot a quarter of the tickets to each team and half of them go to the corporate types. So, I mean, there will be, I'm sure the Bengals fans I mean, God knows when they'll be here again. Actually, they look really good. Maybe they will be back. Yeah. But I would imagine they're going to travel pretty pretty well. And I, I think Rams fans are totally geared up. The fact that the game is here, um, I don't think a lot of people are selling their tickets. So I, I expect oh. both teams to be pretty well represented. Although, I'd be honest. I mean, I you know I talked <laughs> to my mom about this, and I told her a little bit about the season tickets. And I, I said, you know, I could probably sell these tickets. The tickets in that section are selling for $25,000 a piece. And oh. my mom said, sell them, sell them. I'm like, Seriously. no, I have waited too long for this. I'm not selling those tickets. I mean, they have, okay, so do you think, I mean, I don't want to jinx it. I don't know how superstitious you want to be about this. Yeah. Because that is an investment, like you said. And and you would like to think that nobody's spending that kind of money with the assumption their team's going to lose. I right. mean, the idea is you're going to be there for them to win at home in this amazing state-of-the-art building. How confident are you? You know, I'm actually pretty confident. Um, I feel like, you know, Matthew Stafford 
has got the right attitude. I mean, Joe Burrow's got swag, right? We actually For talked real. about this a lot on the show. He's got a lot of swag, you know, with the fur coat and the expensive <laughs> glasses and smoking the stogie on the sideline, all that stuff. Matthew Stafford, because he played for such a bad organization for so long, he's approaching it in a much more humble way, kind of an aw shucks kind of attitude. And I actually like our chances with that aw shucks attitude. And by the way, our defensive line against their offensive line. I was going to say that that defensive line, it is such a buildup of, you know, it's this is kind of where sports are. You've got what I call a super team. I think that's fair to say that was yep. built for the now against this sort of blue collar, what are you even doing at this party team on the other side? Not to say they're bad by any stretch, but I, you know, I don't know a ton of people that predicted that this is how the Super Bowl would end up. So how does it feel being on the super team? I mean, you're kind of used to it, Lakers and all, but super, super team side. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's really cool. I mean, all year long, I'm like, every time somebody popped onto the market. I mean, Von Miller came out of nowhere. That's Just crazy. all of a sudden, one day, we had Von Miller. OBJ, I thought we were the last guys to be in on OBJ. And it just so happened that we got him on the same day as Robert Woods got hurt. Um, and I don't think we'd be in the Super Bowl without OBJ. Um, and of course, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Matthew Stafford. I mean, they are all in. Uh, you know, my relationship, I, talking to Kevin Demoff, he's like, we're always going to be all in. We're, we're not going to do it the normal way. We're just going to push our chips to the middle of the table every single year. And they definitely did it this year. I mean, that, by the way, that sentiment and that idea that that's how you want to run a team and, and build a team is the only way I think that you ever can justify people having to pay so much money for tickets. Like, I don't want to pay for a team that's like, mm, we'll do our best, but it, it probably not. No, then I'm not giving you a penny because I, yeah, you're not invested. Yeah. I'm not going to be invested. Um, I've heard so much because obviously I'm not in LA anymore. So what was the reception for OBJ? Because we all know by now he came with what people considered baggage personally. I didn't think it was baggage, but he is what he is. And so were they excited or was there some hesitation? No, I think everybody was completely excited. I mean, the, you know, you know, L.A. I mean, we, we want stars. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> you, you give us stars and, and we're going to be happy. So he was a really big star. He was obviously really badly used in Cleveland. I mean, he has more touchdown passes for the Rams than he had the high, in the entire time he was with the Browns. But I, I don't think there was any stat. hesitation. He just came along at exactly the right moment for us. We needed him because uh, Robert Woods was gone, who was our trusted number two yeah. guy. Uh, so he just he happened at the right time and has integrated into the offense and looks looks great. And I mean, you know, he's got swag, obviously, uh, but it, it's it's not like he's he's not broadcasting it. You know, he's not way out there right now. He's locked in and he's focused on, on the job. And I, you know, he's not doing, a, he's not doing the diva things that right. uh, he's done in the past. Well, cause he's never, I mean, this is, this is a huge moment. I, I think there are, there are some talking heads in this business that completely not just wrote him off, but at times sound like they're personally offended that he's even walking on the planet. And, yeah. I, and I'm like, what did he do to you, first of all? And so for me, that's a redemption story. You've got the Matthew Stafford, I consider it a redemption story. Me because too. he was sort of written off. Like, it's weird to have a team with such big star power but then still be able to put redemption story on this narrative, right? Yeah, and you know a lot of this a lot of these guys were on the 2018 team too. So a lot of these guys were in the Super Bowl once already and lost to the Patriots down in Atlanta. Mm. Uh, so, you know, a lot of these guys are looking for that kind of redemption too. Cooper Cup by the way couldn't play in that Super Bowl in Atlanta cuz he got hurt. 
Uh, this year, he's been obviously the the best wide receiver in the. I mean, just like nuts, what he's been stupid. able to do. Yeah, he's been stupid. The only the, I'm in Texas, so the only DraftKings you can do is just the, the teams. I can't do cool betting, uh, and I literally just would do him like every week. I'd play play him everywhere as many times as I could. I was like, my goodness, what what's it feel like in LA right now? I mean, I know Radio Rose officially underway. This is yeah. the big week before. What's it feel like? Uh, there's, I mean, I think there's crazy buzz right now, and it, <laughs> like if you look at. The local TV news, which I, you know, I don't look at a lot, but, but, you know, when it comes on, the lead story is Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. They might as well keep SoFi on the screen the entire <laughs> time. Uh, they are so hyped up on this thing. And I think fans are genuinely, you know, I've, I've been saying this, but I really think this is true. If you're a little kid right now in LA and I've got, there's a little kid that sits in my normal section. He's probably, I'm bad at estimating kids age. I don't Same. have any, but he's maybe like 10 or 12, something like that. Or 24. He, I get it. He's, he's wearing a no, number 99 jersey. Uh, he's got a Rams hat and he's got one of those chains on with the big lock. Wow. And I'm like, that kid is like part of this new generation of fans that we're going to have because all the success the team is having right now. So because I think LA generationally gets a, there's something going on. Well, and I feel like, look, it's, you know, LA gets a bad rep sometimes. And, and sometimes I think it's probably earned. There's a lot to do in LA. So sometimes sports isn't front and center, like maybe in other cities. Yeah. But does it feel, and, and you know, and let's, you know, let's be honest that the Niners games was a bad look just because it was, it was so loud. Yeah. So how do you, you know, the rest of the country's thinking, oh, they don't even care that they have the Super Bowl. Do you, how do you combat that, that notion? Uh, the, so, so I think LA's got a bad rap. I mean, you've been here. Yeah. They're crazy fans here um this this idea that oh i can go to the mountains or the beach and all that stuff. we've we've got real fans that listen to us every day on the radio and uh go to games and i mean i i think honestly uh the city is this is a unbelievable opportunity for the city i mean it's showcasing la the weather by the way is going to be like sunny and 78 all week long Perfect. uh we're showcasing this city um, it's an, the stadium, I don't know if you've been there, but the stadium is like the most crazy, unbelievable, like I've been to Jerry world. This mm. is like Jerry world squared. I mean, this scoreboard, <laughs> they've got all this stuff. The Niners were a bad match because, because they have a lot of local fans. Yeah. Um, if, if you went to the Arizona game, it was all Rams. So it really depends on the opponent, but the Niners definitely, I, that, that pissed me off. I was like, Damn. <laughs> It was Damn. loud. It was, it, it was it was so loud. It was, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It really was. And I think, you know, it's, sometimes I wonder what the team thinks. We've had moments here with the Spurs where there have been more more fans for the other teams. And when you have younger guys, uh, it's curious to sort of watch their faces and, and how they react to a hometown team booing. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it has to affect them at some point. They will not have this problem. Oh, no question. I mean, we just had this situation on Saturday with Russell Westbrook at the Lakers. Yes. where. He got to a point where he was one for 10 from the field. And when he went to take a shot, the whole crowd would go, no, don't tell me that doesn't get under your skin. Don't tell me that doesn't affect you. Of there's course it no does. way. I don't care how cool for school you are. Like there's, it has to bother you. It has to be a bad taste. By the way, don't think we're not having you on 75 more times down the road. Cause we obviously have to talk basketball as well. Yeah. Um, do you have, were there any moments during this season as a Rams fan where you were thinking, yeah, nope, we don't have it. It's not going to work. Oh this yeah, year. oh yeah. In fact, there's a recording of me saying, <laughs> "I have lost faith in Matthew Stafford," and they play it all the time. <laughs> I said it. I said it after the Green Bay game. We had we lost to Green Bay. He threw a pick six. 
Uh, and we lo- we were seven and four. And I said, okay, we're going to be lucky to be a wild card. I've lost faith in Matthew Stafford. <laughs> um, I am so glad to have been proven wrong. I try to just, you know, react in the moment. Um, he threw more pick sixes this year than Jared Goff threw in his entire career as a Ram. Um, and he had three straight games with a God. pick six. I had really lost hope for this team with Stafford, but uh, he's played three perfect games in the playoffs and that's, that's what he needs to do. How does that turn around? Like you think there's that weird jinx curse that gets in people's heads because he was where he was for so long and had zero shot at any of this, that somehow there's like this prophecy that sometimes gets fulfilled for a guy like him. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably true. I mean, if you go 13, I think it was 13 years uh, in a in a God, terrible program on a terrible franchise with really no chance to win whatsoever and no hope. I, I think that colors your whole view of the world. And it's like, who's that character, Schlepprock, that always has a cloud with rain <laughs> yes. Yes. coming down? I, I think there's probably a Schlepprock kind of uh, vibe to that thing. And maybe mid-season, that's where he was. It was like, this is this is fate. I'm just this guy. But he pulled out of it and uh, has, I think they've won 10 out of 11. I mean, he's been on an yeah. absolute tear. So um, he's he's cut down on his mistakes and I think he's going to show up big on Sunday. Do you, what about the Bengals, if anything, are you most nervous about? I'm most worried about uh, Jamar Chase who is just is unbelievable. They're, they're three wide receivers. I mean, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and DeMar Chase are all like state-of-the-art. And Joe Burrows can throw <laughs> the ball around the yard. I think our best hope is to be able to get to him with three or get to Burrows with four uh, and drop everybody back into coverage. Jalen Ramsey will be all over Chase throughout that game. Uh, T. Higgins, really useful. Uh, Nick Scott has been great for us in our secondary. We've had injuries back there. Uh, but I but I think that's probably my biggest concern is that wide receiver core and Joe Burrow flinging it to him. How long do you think the line is going to be for the bathroom on Sunday? Because I do worry about that for you. <sighs> I mean, that's a question that I, I, maybe you're not supposed to ask, but I am worried for you. It's the one thing I, I worry. You know, it depends <laughs> on when you go, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. the dumbasses that go at halftime. <laughs> I, you can't I never go at understand. halftime. You it's cannot the best go part at sometimes. No, exactly. not, especially this one. Like, I can't. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I have no idea. What they're Always doing. pregame. Always pregame. Got it. And if necessary, third quarter during a break. If necessary, third quarter yeah, those, during a break. And those breaks are long. It's, yeah, gives they us, are. gives us time to watch commercials. And we appreciate exactly. that at home. Lots of them. Lots <laughs> if of them. The, is, there a, is there one guy on this Rams team that maybe you or the city itself feels like they're pulling for more than anyone else to win this thing? You know, I I actually think it's Cooper Cup. You know, really? He has been such a good player for this team now for – you know, five years, uh, you know, pretty unheralded kid, Eastern Washington, drafted <laughs> in the fourth round, turns into, you know, the the one of only three guys to ever win the Triple Crown in receiving. And he's such a good guy. I mean, he's just a nice guy. Um, we've got a lot of those. Yeah. Andrew Whitworth is a really good guy. And Jalen Ramsey is actually really entertaining. People people love Jalen Ramsey. There's a picture of him floating around. We have Rams Mariachi where this mariachi band <laughs> come, comes out. And Jalen Ramsey put on one of the mariachi costumes for one of the games and was really cool. I mean, I, and I think Stafford. I think yeah. Stafford. I think around the league, people really like Matthew Stafford. I've heard people say this, that there are people around the league that are really rooting for him. Um, really? And I, I think after after the years toiling away in Detroit, he's probably the guy that, you know, I will feel the best for once we win. I, I don't want to change Once we win. 
Has it been, I mean, you've been able to watch sort of his melding with McVeigh situation. We only get once a week, maybe somebody talks about it. So it's not quite the same to watch. What's that been like? I mean, they're so close in age. Um, yeah, obviously. Has it been just so organic? It has been. It has been organic. I actually, Matthew did an interview this week where he said uh, they don't agree all the time, and sometimes one wins on the field, and sometimes the other gets their play on the <laughs> field. So there's some collaboration between the two. They don't always agree. I do think there's a bit of a mind meld here, though. I mean, Stafford has integrated so well into the <laughs> concepts of what McVeigh is doing. You know, McVeigh. A lot of Matthew Stafford's success on Sunday is going to come from them being able to run the football and then run plays out of play action. I think that's one of the things to watch for. If we're able to run the ball, it's going to make things much easier on Matthew Stafford. But in terms of them them getting along, I you know we have McVeigh on the show every week, yeah. and I would point out to him, hey, you know what are we going to do about Matthew Stafford? Uh, <laughs> you know the interception issue, and uh, we did this right before the NFC Championship game, and he jumped on me and said he also threw forty-four touchdown passes. Oh, hello. So he's very he's very defensive of him. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's I think that's good. That speaks to their relationship. It almost feels more like they would be best friends in life because they're the the age thing. Whereas sometimes you have a coach who's a father figure, perhaps to someone, and in this case, it's like, hey, you're, that's my best friend. You're talking about that's my brother. Yeah, you can't do I think that. that I think that vibe was was definitely there. I mean, their buddies. Obviously, when the deal went down, they were hanging out in Cabo. So you know, they're they're definitely contemporaries. Um, and yeah, no, but they've they've. I mean, he understands the concepts of that offense really well. Well, I will. I'll have you know. I, you know, I didn't watch football for three seasons. This is. Um, I don't remember the last time I was as excited to watch the actual Super Bowl because maybe a because Tom Brady was always in it and you know you just live to hate for Tom Brady. That's yeah. That's I remember what I did. being at uh, I <laughs> yeah. remember being at one of your parties the yeah. night Tom Brady oh, beat Atlanta the, with the pinata night and oh, it was like oh night. man <laughs> and yeah so, so it's 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 kind of I'm legitimately stoked I think it's the most fun storyline I'm so happy it's fresh meat in one way you know I know the Rams were there a couple years ago but doesn't matter. This feels very new, very fresh, and it's good for people like me who don't have a horse in the race. Super yeah, stoked. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, they're going to be blown away by the stadium. I how the stadium show on TV, does it look amazing on TV? It so it's weird because on the inside it's very hard to tell what's going on. Although I will say those seats down like on the field are pretty badass. Yeah, like yeah, those are, are. That's, that's amazing to me. But when they do those sort of aerial shot, hey, the aerial shot with the LED light screen oh. is ridiculous, especially if you don't know this, it's it's built on the way, it's like in a flight pattern for the airport. So it's yes. got to be cool as hell when you're flying in, like, what's happening? And then that sort of side shot where it looks legitimately like a spaceship. And it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, You know, I was at the first concert there was uh, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. And nice. for some reason, David Letterman was there to introduce him. And <laughs> Letterman comes out. And the first thing he says is, this is my first time on a spaceship. <laughs> It was like <laughs> perfect, perfect day. Perfect. A great, great con That was the very first concert, very first event I saw at uh, SoFi was was Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Well, I'll be there in August for the uh, the stadium tour. Def Leppard awesome. and all those guys. Um, speak. By the way, what a look at us, two professionals in the biz. That's a segue yeah. because we're taking a quick break, and when we come back, we're playing some game that Gabe's making us play nice. about the halftime shows. <laughs> That's perfect. All right, Gabe, are you ready? I am ready, Beetle. Steve, are you ready to play our newest game? Gabe is making us play this game. 
Yes, right. I am ready for Gabe is making us play this game. Okay. <laughs> Man, I should have been in marketing. I would have been a zillionaire by now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm stoked for this, Gabe, because halftime is, for a lot of people, the show. Halftime is your jam, Beetle. We're all very excited for halftime. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Steve's going to be there enjoying it. Uh, yes. But, but listen, when you're in sports media, you don't talk about the here and now. You try to always have a take about the future. So here's how Ops. this game is going to work. I am going to give you past Super Bowl halftime performances ranked 1 through 16 in a bracket format. We're going to play through this bracket very quickly to determine who gets to be next year's halftime show. Oh, so we're going to pull, we're going to do a, we're going to do a nostalgia for next year. Somebody gets to come back next year. I'm already past this year. That's the way the media works. We're on to next year. Okay. We're not going to enjoy this. Yeah. So it's a typical, you know, one and done bracket, one verse 16, (laughs) et cetera. Here goes. Yeah. The number one seed, Prince, back in 2007, Purple Rain, In the Rain, in Miami, all-timer, is up against yes. Maroon 5 a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, on, Adam Levine oh, tried to save on. the day by tearing his shirt off. It was terrible. First no. of all, fundamental issue in the game already, but I'm going to go ahead and let the uh, RIP. Yeah, I, there's <laughs> no, there is no question. It's That's Prince all day, every day, twice on Sunday. Yeah, there's Prince. a reason why they're ranked as they are. So, yeah, no, no Maroon 5. There's also a reason, Beetle, that I kept him in. Don't say there's a fundamental flaw in the game. That's There's a tease here. Prince is very much alive for the purposes of this game. Oh, my bad. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. We'll get to that. That's on me. All right. Uh, our 8-9 matchup. Bruno Mars and a Red Hot Chili Peppers cameo back in 2014. Ooh. Bruno Ooh. was unbelievable. Starts it with a drum solo. Anthony Kiedis, no shirt, obviously. Obviously. Amazing performance, but they're up <sighs> against... The nine seed Lady Gaga 2017 started it on the roof of the stadium and oh, jumped it. Oh, wow. I think that's the one we were at your house for for a Super Bowl party. That's right, because she jumped. It was like she a meme after, in. right? And disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this is tough. This is really tough. Those are two epic performers. Whether you like the music or not, they are performers. I, You know what? I'm, I'm going to go Bruno Mars. I'm going to go Bruno Mars over Lady Gaga. So okay. I know that in sports media, it's all about contrived arguments and we should be yelling yes. at each other Are right gonna now. Are you going to go ahead and yell at me? I, no. And the reason why is Lady Gaga, when she decided to do a Russian accent playing anybody in that Gucci movie, she <laughs> lost me. So I'm going Bruno Mars as well. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Her catalog has expanded in recent years, it's, though. There's I mean, more stuff. Yeah, no, no. don't get me wrong. I'd see her in concert in a second, but okay. Bruno Mars to me is S- so with Bruno. Yeah. Okay, going with Bruno. Good, guys. All right, our 10-7 matchup. This one, I don't know if anyone's advancing past a round or two here, but Paul McCartney back in 2005, the highlight closed with the whole stadium singing along to Hey Jude. Very cool. And then Katy Perry, just meme central. She came out on a <laughs> lion and then there were those two sharks dancing the next to her. The two sharks and then there was the left shark was doing le- something different from the right shark. <laughs> Good memory. I think that I was think, a Super Bowl party year too, actually. <laughs> I, I think based on left shark, right shark, I'm going to give Katy Perry the win there. What do you think, Beetle? I think, uh, you know, there's this, the, there's the part of me that's like, all right, we're, it's Paul McCartney and we never poop on Paul McCartney. That's a general right. rule for humanity. But I th- again, it's a halftime show of the Super Bowl. It needs to be that. Big. And uh, Katy Perry, she understood the assignment, I guess, as the kids say. And, and that I'm going to go with her. It was loud. It was crazy. It was colorful. And we remembered it. So yep. that's important. All right. Man, Let's... we're agreeing on everything, Gabe. Yeah, I know. It's so no weird. Okay. So that's okay. This is the first round. It's going to get harder as we oh, go. Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. Don't worry. We get to come back to some of these. Okay. Uh, Beyonce with special guest Destiny's Child back in 2013. Peak Beyonce? Mm. Maybe? Uh, it's hard to say. All right. Then this is a hard matchup. Shakira and the person who dated A-Rod. 
performed <laughs> a few years ago. Shakira won the night. It was incredible. But Beyonce or Shakira and J-Lo? Wow, that's so tough. Oof. Why must you pit women against women? Yep. I can't pick this you know, one. I actually, I thought J-Lo and Shakira were awesome. I, I mean, the, I they, too. they danced. It was a big show. It was, I mean, people complained about it, which is always a good which sign. Which I don't get. <laughs> I, I still don't know why they complained. Oh, yeah, I know. Too too sexual or whatever. Yeah, no, <laughs> sign, sign me up for for uh, Shakira and J-Lo. I, I, I thought that was a great show. This one's tough because I do think they're very even. Uh, and and uh, to me, J-Lo and Shakira were just so many goals. Beehive, um, watch out. The beehive's going to come Oh, I, yeah, no, I don't. And the reason I'm going to give the, the nod to Beyonce on this one is I also think Destiny's Child is one of those bands that we all sort of love to see get together, even if for, you know, a minute. So I'm going to give it to Beyonce. All right. So we're going to save ourselves from the beehive. Go with Beyonce. Yeah. All right. Yes. For once. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, there's more chances at Beyonce coming up. All right, real okay. quick here. The sense. most famous one of the last 30 years, probably. Janet and Justin, the nip slip. <laughs> people forget sure. Jessica Simpson, P. Diddy, uh, Kid Rock. Who? They were All these what? people were also there. No, they weren't. <laughs> there was okay. one boob and a controversy. That's what I can I remember, and that's all I need. All right, so we have them this at the five. This is tough to top. What, and, what's and then Madonna, against? 2012. Um, every cameo on earth in this performance, including CeeLo nope. singing like a prayer. Not for me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's Janet and JT. That's like the most famous Super Bowl halftime moment of mm -hmm. all. I don't know how you pick against it's iconic. It. We're yeah. going it's with iconic. It. All right. Yeah, the aliens even know about that. So yeah, no. Now this one's controversial. Uh, the 2016 Coldplay was billed as the halftime show. Ugh. But <laughs> hold on. Ugh. Bruno Mars, some other guys, and Beyonce were there. This is when Beyonce did Formation, and it like it was a yeah, whole thing. And Beyonce way, stole this, the show. I love this one because um, they announced Coldplay, and then they realized everybody had my reaction. Ugh! And they decided they decided <laughs> to put Beyonce and Bruno Mars in the show to cover for the fact that Coldplay really wasn't big enough to carry a show. Not at God, all. God. Um... But that lineup goes up against 2006 Rolling Stones. We might have thought it was the last time we'd see them. But here yeah, they are. Right. Never. So here's the other thing. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but the, the, the Coldplay year was also Colin Kaepernick, the middle of that, right? Because I remember when Beyonce came out, she had sort of a militant That's right. uh, vibe. And yeah, you're certain right. groups of humans were offended by that. Uh, and so, and to me, it was, it's, it was more than just like a halftime show. It was, it was a statement. Um God, I mean, look, who doesn't love the Rolling Stones? But I have to. God, am I going Beyonce twice? Is that how we're doing this? Yeah, Jeez, I'm going. I'm going Beyonce. You know, I hate to say, it, don't let it get out, but I'm not a big Stones guy. <laughs> oh no! Well, you know, I feel like that about the in Beatles. Fa in fact, in fact, once uh, I went to a Stones concert, so I can say I went to a Stones concert and yeah, left fair. during the encores. Left before "Sympathy for the Devil," so I'm <laughs> my Stones. Uh, resume Whoa. is not very good and you're a concert guy i am i love i love like, a good show yeah so that's wow okay i will remember that forever about you now so there's that <laughs> okay perfect <laughs> i'll shocked uh, by that. we'll round out our last two first rounders we'll take a break and then we'll come back and winnow it down to our winner but um love it Here's some good ones. So our three seed back in 2002, U2 performs. And this one was a big one because this was the Super Bowl right after 9-11 and they did a oh, whole big yes. tribute. They did, they did that gigantic screen with That's all right. the names scrolling. Mm. 
Yeah, that that's was a moving one. So that's number three. They're up against, here he is again, Justin Timberlake. Uh, I wouldn't say his best performance, except, Beatle, here it is. Forgotten in that is he does a duet with a hologram of Prince as a tribute to Prince. Hmm. Pretty awesome. Okay. This was I mean, the last time Justin did it, right? As far as I know. Y- the most yeah, recent he, time, yeah. Yeah. And then he disappeared for a while, which is weird, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean... I don't know. I th- I think I got to go... I'm not going to go Justin Timberlake. I didn't think that was a great performance. Plus, we, are gonna, we already advanced Justin we Timberlake with great Janet point. Jackson. Great point. All right, so we're giving I'm it to you, this. too. Last giving one. Giving it this, to you, yeah. too, yeah. This is yeah. a time saver. I can't see there being an argument here. The two-seed Bruce Springsteen in 2009. He's sliding around the stage. He's awesome. Come on now. First <laughs> the weekend and whatever that acid trip was a year ago. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not even dignifying this. For me, it's it's a no brainer. Springsteen okay. for me. All yeah, right. but I'm, I don't I'm know. all over Springsteen too. Okay. Although Perfect. I I liked the the uh, the thing last year, the weekend thing, better than a lot of people. I, yeah, I by the way, thought Gabe, it was totally trippy. I was stoned. I thought so and too. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought it was just the most amazing thing. <laughs> I wasn't me. stoned, but I thought to myself, man, logistically, hella good work by camera people and producers and directors. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it was a it was a feat. So yeah. Oh, okay, Gabe, we're taking a break. I think we got to take a break, reset our bracket, and then we'll we'll narrow it down to our winner for the 2023 Super Bowl. I can't wait. Cool. I can't believe we're getting all this power. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are going to now crown the winner of our halftime show bracket, and that winner, obviously will be the entertainment for next year's Super Bowl. It's a lot of pressure on us, but yeah, here we go. Now, do you want to go matchup by matchup again here? We could just be quick quick time savers here. It's Prince Prince versus Bruno Mars and the Chili Peppers. Um, Prince, who is now in hologram form if he's coming back a year from today. I mean, you got to go Prince. I mean, in the rain. Yeah. I mean, come on. Purple rain, Prince. Yeah, I'm going Prince. Okay, I'm good with that. Have to. Uh... We killed off Paul McCartney, so we are... <laughs> Nothing goodness. will kill off Paul McCartney. <laughs> Ever, I hope. <laughs> let's yeah, so pray, Katy Perry, I think. Let's pray that he's here. Yeah, so I, Beetle, you're keeping track of this bracket even better than I am. Okay. Um, no, we're up to uh, Bruno Bruno Mars advanced. We, we got past him. Uh, let's see. It's Beyonce <laughs> versus Janet and Justin. Again, I think the wardrobe malfunction... Mm-hmm. I mean, we still talk about. They're still making documentaries about it. I, they're still I, talking about it. I I think it's got to be Janet and Justin. And by the way, not to take away, but the performance was also amazing it was and fantastic. intense and great. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sticking with you. I'm I'm with Steve on this one as well. Okay, so you guys killed off Paul McCartney. I was a little out of order a second ago. So now we had <laughs> we didn't want to kill him, but yeah, we don't want to kill him, but he's eliminated from next year's Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. So right. it's Bruce versus Katy Perry. Oh, really? That seems stupid. Um, Bruce versus <laughs> Katy Perry. Mm. Right? Do I have my matchups? Did I screw it up, people in the back? No, I think that I got seems it right. right. That yep. seems right. I mean, it uh, seems right, but I, I feel like, yeah. I'm, hmm. I'm going to go because I think she, you, you said earlier, she understood the assignment. Yeah. I, I think Katy Perry, I remember more than I remember Woo! Springsteen. Ooh. That's fair. You know love, what? I love Bruce. I, I mean, I do I've too. seen him in concert five, six times. I do too. I know there are people who will be offended by not picking him, but I'm with you on this. I think for a sort of a global show, Katy Perry, and she could bring Bruce out maybe, but yeah, 
I'm with I'm with Mace on that one too. All right, I'm just the host of this show. My opinion doesn't matter, but that, that was the wrong choice. Uh, wrong choice, but okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll okay. hear about it. <laughs> All right, you two versus Coldplay plus Beyonce or Beyonce plus Coldplay. Coldplay plus plus Beyonce. Coldplay, <laughs> Bruno and Beyonce, right? Yeah, that's right. Also Bruno. I was actually at and that I think Super Tom Bowl. Morello. I, I was wildly unimpressed by that halftime show. So I'm going 9-11 U2. Wow. Beatle, you can pick uh, against that. I mean, it, here's the thing. If you had said, if it had been a Beyonce headliner halftime show, then I feel like, yeah, because it was pretty, I, I mean, the images from that do still stick in my head, but it wasn't. It was almost like a fail that they had to backtrack and fix really quickly. Uh, no offense, Coldplay. So I'm I'm going U2 as well. And also like going against a U2 9-11 where you cry basically through the whole thing. Like I don't yep. feel like going against that's wise or feels right at all. Okay. I'm sticking with it. And it's U2. You can count on them to always bring it. Always. Always. All right. So our final four is Prince versus Janet and Justin or oh, Katy Perry. She's our Cinderella uh, against U2. So let's eliminate, uh, we got Prince or Janet and Justin. Give me someone going to the finals. Oh, Mace, go. I don't know. That one's tough. Janet and Justin. Okay. Okay. Come on. Okay. We still talk about it. We're still. We're I just still. watched the Janet Jackson documentary and they <laughs> talked about it. just came out like yeah. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> okay. There. And then it's it's them versus uh, Katy Perry, Katy Perry or versus you two. You, two. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go you two. two. I'm yeah, going to go you too because it's a rock I, concert, which is global. It's global. Yep. He's global. They're global. All right. So then at the the all-timers, I would agree these are the two most memorable, most significant, wow. most culturally relevant 20 years later. But it's Janet it's and Justin versus you 2 in the final. And whoever wins Ooh. is performing yeah. next year. That's a fact. Wow. <laughs> Boy, what could you imagine what it would be like for Janet and Justin That's... to go back and do it again? I mean, just that alone. After all these years. All the controversy, all the, does he hate her? Why didn't he apologize? All of it. It went on forever. Yeah. For, I, and all because Americans are so weirdly prude. And I love you too. I saw him twice when they were here the last time. I saw him once with you. Seen That's him right. once. Besties. I, I think I want to see Janet and Justin do it again. I do too. I think Justin's been out of the spotlight for a hot minute. And she obviously has been out of the spotlight for a hot minute. To see them back together, oh my God. And then this time she ripped something off of him. Holy exactly. Crap. We all win. Turn the we tables, exactly. <laughs> Even I win on that one. We all win. <laughs> Even you win. Everybody wins. All right, we did it. So next year, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Wow. It will be Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake headlining the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Wow. We have a that that is that would be an incredible show. I'm 100% in on this, and maybe they're working on it. We're going to look like, by the way, we're going to look like geniuses when this prophetic. happens. Prophetic. We're prophetic. This is yeah. a prophet. We're, we're all over. Mace, I love you for doing this. Will you please, I know you're a very, very busy man, but I, I want you to talk about your podcast really quickly because I do love, I love, you've had Cobra Kai people on it, for God's sake. Yes, so, I yes. have. I've had Cobra Kai people on Martin Cove, who plays <sighs> Sensei John Kreese, is on the, the current one, God. Brian Cranston, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Paul Reiser, Jay Lent, all kinds of really cool guests. I do it with my friend Sue Kalinsky, who I did mornings in New York with at WNEW in New York. Uh, and 20 years later, we're doing a show. And <laughs> it's it's fun. It's loose. It's smart. It's got good guests. It's called Culture Pop. And it is available on Apple and Spotify. 
Steve Mason, ladies and gentlemen, he knows a lot about a lot. He's seen nine of the ten Oscar-nominated movies, which makes Ooh. me think he's some sort of freak of nature. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I, I hope you'll come on a million times because I told these guys, too, I was like, he can literally talk about anything and everything, and that's partly why I love and I want to have him on all the time. So thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely, anytime. Have the most fun, by the way. Go Rams. Have the most fun. Ramley, by the way, uh, do all the things you're supposed to do. Leave us some voicemails. 631-397-0403. That's Gabe. That's Mace. I'm Beats. See you next time. <laughs> Ha, <laughs>